Hey y'all. It's been a while since we've uploaded anything. Life got busy, you know how it is. We moved to different cities, Jordan graduated with her master's, I switched universities and majors for the third time, we both got married, and just recently Jordan had a baby. So we didn't really have time to sit down, research, record, and edit. But every once in a while we would talk about doing the podcast again. We never got around to it. Until now. Things started to slow down a little bit, and I recently found a recording we did back in 2020 for episode 2 of Pinocchio. We'll have more exciting news for you next time, but until then, here's the Lost Pinocchio episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to season two, episode two. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was just talking into a captain's log. Day this number 43. Day number 43. The time is 517. What is it? 17.16? Military time gives me anxiety. All of my dad's things are in military time. And every time I'm like, look at his phone to check the time, I'm like, I know, I can't. What is happening? I just always, everything before noon is obviously the time. Mm. But everything afternoon, you just. Add two up until you... Yeah, you basically just add two. Yeah. You just keep counting. It makes sense, like, logically, mm-hmm. but my brain doesn't like can't it. comprehend it. It doesn't work that way. When I worked at Avantgarde, we had to have... We had to know military time. Because that's how you talk to dispatchers. Police mm, dispatchers valid. is in military time, so... Yeah. Weird. Anyways. Okay. Anyways, this is... This is <laughs> Well, this is about Pinocchio and not military time. Nope, definitely not about military I thought, time. I knew you were all confused. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> like, we tricked you. We tricked so you. We're talking Plot about the military twist. time. Plot twist. This podcast is about the military. <laughs> so, okay, so this story um, was written in... Dang it. Oh, the 1800s. I was like, don't look at the copyright. That's just going to tell you when it was printed. I know. I don't think the copyright is. Copyrighted 18... Copyright 7700 AD. Okay, so this story was originally published in 1883 um, in Italy. It was by this guy named... I'm probably going to butcher this. Carlo Collodi? Collodi? One of those... Is probably right. I don't speak Italian. (laughs) Um, So uh, bear with me. Um, About this puppet, right? So it starts off with this guy. His name is Maestro Antonio. But everyone called him Maestro Cherry because the tip of his nose was so round and red that it looked like a cherry. Interesting. Because apparently people in this city, town, Italy, were just... They like food. They like cherries. They like cherries. They like relating people to food. (laughs) Yes. You'll find that out later. <laughs> they relate more people to food. So he has this piece of firewood, right? He's missing a leg from his table, so he goes to fix it, right? And as soon as he grabs the hatchet to peel off the bark and, like, form it into a table leg, it says, the piece of wood says, please be careful, do not hit me so hard. <laughs> that would give me... I think I would... Like, how old is this character? Do we know? This, oh, the Maestro Cherry? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it doesn't say. 
But there's um, images in there's, this book. There's so pictures in this like... book, and he looks like he looks fairly old, probably in his like fifties or sixties. That would give someone a heart attack. That would literally that would give me a heart attack, and I'm only twenty one. <laughs> give anyone a heart attack. Yep. So then he's like, "Aha! Well, I probably just imagined the voice." So he goes to work on it some more, and the little voice is like, "Oh no, it's hurting me!" And he's like, "What the?" freak is happening so eventually so he gets like upset because i don't know and he starts throwing this piece of wood around and it does, doesn't say anything he stops talking right he's he trying to murder the voice in the wood freaking i guess <laughs> i don't know i guess you know like fight or flight response man yeah <laughs> at that point he was just like kill the voice like i don't know what to do i just want to get rid of it um so then he starts again and he picks up the hatchet, and he picks up this plane, so you move it back acro- back and forth across wood to make it flat and smooth, mm-hmm. and to shave off a little bit at a time, right? Which, I don't know why he got that first, that's not good woodworking, but I digress. Um, so, the wood starts giggling, and it says, stop it, oh stop it, you tickle my stomach. And then he fell over as if in shock, because... You know the wood just talked to him again. Yeah, he's like, well, frick. Um, and then someone knocks on his door, and it's his friend, uh, Geppetto, which, welcome back, Geppetto. <laughs> um, but the boys in the neighborhood call him, called him Poladina um, because he wore a wig, which was the color of yellow corn, and the footnotes, the footnote said that Poladina means cornmeal mush. So this poor old man... Just living his life with his yellow wig, and all the town's boys call him Cornmeal Mush. <laughs> like, y'all. You look like Cornmeal Mush. <laughs> That's quite the insult if I do say so myself. Right. And then there's just sort of like an aside. It's like, Geppetto had a very bad te- temper. Don't call him Poladina because he will mess you up, man. <laughs> he will throw you around like he, <laughs> like Maraschino did with, with the... <laughs> Maraschino. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think he's because like they're like his name. His name is Maestro Cherry. No, Maestro, no, yeah. yes, he's Maraschino now. <laughs> Maraschino, like it just makes sense in my head. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I have to read this part to you guys because it's just absolutely insane. So Geppetto walks in. He says, "Good day, Master Antonio. What are you doing on the floor?" <laughs> Master Antonio says, "I'm teaching the ants their ABCs." Ah, uh, yes. Let me just teach the fellow ants and insects their ABCs. <laughs> and then Geppetto says, good luck to you. And Maestro Maraschino says, what brought you here, French Geppetto? And Geppetto goes, my legs. <laughs> you know, he ain't wrong. It's like, what? <laughs> but then he's like, I came here to ask a favor. And the, car- and the carpenter Maestro Antonio is like, all right, shoot, what's up? And Geppetto's like, I thought I would make myself a marionette. And Maestro Cherry says, bravo, Poladina. No, not Maestro Cherry. So he's saying this, the piece of wood says, bravo, Poladina, which I don't know how this piece of wood knows that they called Geppetto Poladina, but he does. It's a demon. Literally. <laughs> um, and, then my, and then Geppetto turned to the carpenter and says, why do you insult me? Um, and they get into this fight because Maraschino was like, it wasn't me. And Geppetto's like, obviously, you're the only one in this room. Who else is talking? So they get in a fight and they 
like, the way it's described in this book is, like, an intense fight. They're, like, biting, slapping, um, pinching. Wow. He punching. Must, he must really, he... Does not like that nickname. <laughs> Gets upset. I'm, I feel bad for anyone who's just, like, talking about, like, actual cornbread one day. And mm-hmm. then he walks down, he's like, what'd you just call me? Excuse you. And they're like, no, no, it wasn't me. And he's like, mm. He's like the Karen in this book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then the fight ends because apparently they end up with each other's wigs in their mouths. Oh, oh, oh. Which I'm not going to think about too hard. That's gross. <laughs> so then Geppetto says, give me back my wig. And Antonio, or Maraschino says, give me back my wig. They exchange wigs and they're like, we'll be good friends for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Does that mean in order for us to be good friends with the rest of our lives, I need to steal your hair and you need to steal mine, then we give it back to each other? There's a whole new meaning to the to the term coming for your wig. <laughs> they really they did really snatch each, each other's, other's wigs. <laughs> oh, they really did snatch each other's weaves, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah, they did. So then Maraschino was like, yeah, here, take this. You want to make a marionette, take this piece of wood. He gives them, he gives him the wood that, you know, speaks because... I would do the same thing, honestly. The disrespect! <laughs> Someone come to me and they were like, hey, can I have a marionette? Can I have wood to make a marionette? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Here, take this talking wood. Okay, so this is a side story. Hannah, you can or cannot. You, you don't have to keep this one in. But side story. Mm-hmm. Um, my other friend, Hannah, mm-hmm. they had a uh, Halloween, not a Halloween, a Christmas, like, white elephant gift party. Yeah. And so they're, going, they're passing out the gifts and stuff and then they pick theirs up and they open it and it's a knife. And the pe- person who, like, put it in this white elephant thing is like, oh, yeah, by the way, the knife is cursed, so don't touch it, because if you touch it, you'll have bad luck. Well, them being, you know, like, oh, superstitious, they touched it. Literally, that night, they got in a car crash, their car then broke down, and then they both got, almost got fired from their jobs. One of one of them eventually did get fired from their jobs. House almost burnt down, and all of these, like, bad things happened, like, one after another, and there was, like, a, like their cat almost died. And it was just, like, a bad list of things. But someone brought a cursed, a cursed knife and what? gifted it to someone for oh. Christmas. Oh That's what it makes me think of, being like, oh, let me gift you this piece of wood. It might, may or might not be haunted by a freaking speaking demon, but, you know, here we are. Oh. I'd be so mad if you gave me a talking piece of wood. I would tell you it talked. And I'm like, uh, dude. <laughs> and dude. I would totally believe you, too. You wouldn't even have to question it. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay, so he gave, gives him this wood, and so he's handing him the piece of wood. The wood jumps out of his hands and hit Geppetto's legs, and then they get into a fight again, and there's this lovely illustration of these two men just fighting. <laughs> these two old scrawny <laughs> men just going at it. Really Can we talk about the fact that this this piece of wood hasn't even, like... It's not even a thing yet, and it's wreaking havoc. I want to know how long it's been there, and how long... Like, what if he's been saying stuff, and he's just been thinking he's, like, hearing voices, and the next thing you know, he's a piece of wood. Right? Like, how'd you get this wood? Like, Glad he didn't throw it on the fire, from? though. That would have been traumatic. Right. So, gives him this piece of wood. They fight again. After this fight, uh... Maraschino had two more scratches on his nose, and Geppetto had two buttons missing from his coat. And then it says, Thus having settled their accounts, they shook hands and swore to be good friends for the rest of their lives. Yeah. (laughs) And that's chapter one. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Oh my god. This is a wild, wild story. Just from start to finish, it's absolutely insane. <sighs> okay. But he like... Gosh, these two really shouldn't be friends. Mm. Like, I understand arguments, but like... Y'all really like, snatching each other's wigs? Full-on fights. And they're like, this is fine. We'll be friends forever. I guess, I don't know. I guess it's like kind of like a stereotype about like guys. As oh, friends. yeah. So like, Because like, they'll get in fights and the next day they'll be like bros again. Yeah. But then like girls, the stereotype is like they get in fights and they don't talk to each other for like two or three weeks. Which, yeah. I don't think I could ever go two or three weeks talk without talking to you. Like... On my own volition. Yeah, right. Without it being, like, one of us, like, you going on your mission or something weird like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, now, we're getting into chapter two. Where, basically, so, um, Geppetto gets to his house, he starts carving the puppet. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, I thought it was so funny, he says, what shall I call him? He said, I think I'll call him Pinocchio, because... I know a whole family of Pinocchio once. Pinocchio the father, Pinocchio the mother, and Pinocchio the children. And then it says, they were all lucky. The richest of them begged for his living. What? <laughs> it took, I literally had to read that three times and I still am not 100% sure what it means. I try and I'm thinking he's being sarcastic, but honestly I have no idea. Anyways. <laughs> so he carved the face. Mm-hmm. And when he carved the nose, the nose just started growing. And every time he tried to cut it off, it would just grow and grow and grow. And he's like, okay, fine, I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> so random. And then he made the mouth. And the puppet, as soon as the mouth was finished, began to poke fun at him and laugh. And, yeah, just be a brat. So then he finished making the puppet. He made the arms and hands and as soon as he made those the puppet snatched his wig why does everyone keep stealing his wig i don't know literally it's been compared to cornmeal mush just get a new wig man or just don't have a wig yeah that's just, what i'm it's fine just be just accept the baldness so pinocchio stole his wig and then he's like hey give me back my wig and instead of doing that he just put it on his head on pinocchio put it on his own head um, and then he made his legs and his feet, and as soon as he made his feet, Pinocchio kicked him in the nose and ran out. Can we talk about the fact that, the, like, he still has continued carving out this... This puppet? He hasn't as stopped. He's like, as he's, like, you know, terrorizing him, I would have thrown him into the fire at this point. I would have stopped carving the pu- puppet. Actually, no, he doesn't run out. So what happens is... Um, carves his legs, teaches, Geppetto teaches him how to walk. Mm-hmm. After he learns how to walk, he runs away. He just runs out the door. He's like, bye. Wow, didn't see that one coming. Right? So he's running down the streets, and Geppetto's running after him, and they're, he's like, stop that puppet! And everyone's like, what? So they're not <laughs> stopping him, because they're watching this live puppet just run through the street. I feel like I would not do anything either, because I'd be like, be like, what is going on? Like, Did I don't... someone spike the tea this morning? Like, what's going on? Right. So, eventually Pinocchio runs into a officer, mm-hmm. and he stops him. And then he gives him back to Geppetto. 
And, um, so he gives him back to Geppetto, and Geppetto goes to, like, grab his ear to, like, bring him home and scold him, but he doesn't have an ear. Um, so he just grabs the puppet, like, by the neck, I think, because he's a puppet. Yeah. And he says, we're going home, and when we get home, we'll settle this matter. And Pinocchio throws himself on the ground and throws a tantrum. <laughs> Sounds and, familiar. And, yeah. <laughs> and then this these people around him says, one man goes, poor marionette, I'm not surprised he doesn't want to go home. Geppetto, no doubt, will beat him unmercifully. He is so mean and cruel. And then another person goes, Geppetto looks like a good man, said another, but with boys, he's a real tyrant. If we leave that poor marionette in his hands, he may tear him to pieces. So basically they're saying, oh, he's abusive. To this puppet who's, number one, a puppet. Number two, just terrible. <laughs> Nobody likes Pinocchio at this point. Uh, God, yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. So then, because they said all these things, and because Pinocchio's being a brat, the officer comes by and arrests Geppetto. He goes and takes Geppetto to prison. It's a puppet! Right? Like, it's not like... It's not like... A it's a puppet! I don't... Are we... Are, I feel bad for all of my stuffed animals and toys that are locked in a container right now in the basement, because, you know, like, that's where they live now. So I would be in prison for a long time. Right? So, <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah, no. I read that, and I had to read that, like, three or four times, because I was like, what? What is going You're on here? Wrong what thing. is this movie? Movie? What is this book? Um, and we said earlier this book has pictures, right? And Pinocchio doesn't have clothes yet. So he's just... So he's just like a naked puppet. Which... And it's not like horrible or anything. I just forgot that he didn't have clothes. And so like when I looked at the pictures, I was like, what is going on? Okay. So after Geppetto gets arrested, Pinocchio runs back to Geppetto's house. Gets in. Here's a cricket. Um... He sees the cricket, they start talking, and cricket's like, I'm talking cricket, I've been here, I've been living here for more than a hundred years. And Pinocchio's like, well, this is mine, this is my house now, and you need to leave. <laughs> and, what a brat. Right? The cricket's like, I will not leave until I tell you the truth. And Pinocchio's like, well, fine, tell me and get out. And he says... Woe to boys who refuse to obey their parents and run away from home. They will never be happy in this world, and when they are older, they shall be very sorry for it. Excuse me, but uh, Pinocchio is not a boy. Number one, he's a puppet. And he's a brat! And he's a, a brat. Um, and then Pinocchio's like, I have to go at dawn, because if I stay here, I have to go to school. Pinocchio's like, I don't want to go to school... I want to go and chase butterflies and steal birds' nests and run around. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I want to catch butterflies. And steal birds' nests. And steal birds. Yeah, that's definitely on my agenda. Zero to a hundred real quick, but Seriously. Um, and then the cricket says, if you go on like that, you'll turn into a donkey and be the laughing stock of everyone. And they just get into this argument where Pinocchio's like, the only trade I want is eating, drinking, sleeping, playing, and wandering around. And the cricket's like, those who follow that trade always end up in the hospital or in prison. You know, he's not a person. Not a person. He's a puppet. He can literally do whatever he wants. I don't think anybody can really, you know, stop him. No. 
So they get into this argument, and the cricket says, well, the cricket says you have a wooden head, and Pinocchio got really upset, so he throws a hammer at the cricket, and he kills the cricket. <gasps> Whoa, wait. Cricket. Okay, so, so far we have, um, you know, assault, because, you know, he was terrorizing Geppetto as he made him. Mm-hmm. We have runaway. Mm-hmm. Indecent exposure <laughs> for running around naked. And now I just committed murder. False. He also, I'm going to say, I'm going to assume that he broke into Geppetto's house because. Yeah, he did actually. Yeah. So uh, we've got burglary. Breaking and entering. Breaking murder. and entering and murder. What's wow. next? Arson? Um, We'll get there. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so. Then Pinocchio, after a while, he gets hungry. No. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Because I don't freaking know, man. He's... We're just ignoring every single law of nature at this point. All logic has gone out the window. Everything, just take everything you know about how the world works. And erase it. Crumple it up and throw it away. So then he's upset that there's no food. He's running around, looking in all of the boxes and the drawers, and just looking for looking for anything, mm-hmm. right? Eventually, he finds an egg, and he's like deciding how to cook it. He says, "Shall I make an omelet? No, it's better to fry it in a pan." Oh, shall I drink it? And I'm like, "No, do not drink the egg." <laughs> it's like, "What do you have? An egg? No." <laughs> Basically. So he puts the pan over the fire, and he fills it full of hot coals, and he cracks the egg. And as he cracks the egg, a chick flies out and is like, thanks for not having making me get out of this egg by myself, and flies away. Uh, I feel like if that happened to me, I think I'd just sit there and go, well... I'm going vegetarian. <laughs> Same. There's a picture of that happening and Pinocchio's just standing there. Oh, he looks like, like completely flabbergasted. He's like... Watching this bird fly away, he's like, what? He's like, what on earth is going on here? So then Pinocchio's like, everything is terrible. Being hungry is the worst. And I'm like, me. That's such a mood. Um, so then he's like... If I hadn't run away from home, I wouldn't be dying of hunger because my father would be here and he'd make dinner. Um, so he feels sorry about everything. <laughs> then he's like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk to the nearby village and try to find someone who will give me food. So he's walking through to the village and there's like a big storm. So there's no one on the street. There's no one like up or out or anything. And I mm-hmm. think it's late at this point. He finds this door, he knocks on it, um, and an old man in a nightcap opens the window, like, above him, Mm -hmm. and he's like, what do you want? Everyone's sleeping. And Pinocchio's like, will you give me some food? I'm so hungry. (laughs) And the guy says, wait a minute, I'll be right back. He comes back, he says, get under the window and hold out your hat, and Pinocchio doesn't have any clothes, much less a hat, so he just stands under the window, and... This man dumps a bucket of ice water on Pinocchio. And I'm like, oh my 
goodness. Rude? I mean, at least tell her no. Just say no. Just say, like, no, sorry. Like, no, it's late. I'm not giving you food. Or you You had to come out and and dump ice ice water water on Pinocchio. You thought he was just, like, a regular boy. Like, what the freak? He's literally made of wood and he's naked. Yep. I'm sure you could easily tell if he's not a real boy. (sighs) You'd think so. So then Pinocchio's like, well, (laughs) that didn't work. So he goes home and he's got the stove on from when he tried to cook the egg. Mm -hmm. And he put his feet up to dry them off, right? (laughs) And he fell asleep. (laughs) He's going to catch on fire. And then in the morning, Geppetto comes back because apparently he only was in prison for a night. Geppetto knocks on the door. Pinocchio wakes up and Geppetto's like, hey, open the door. And Pinocchio goes, I can't because he doesn't have any feet because his feet got burned off in the night. That's just proof that he's not a real boy. His, mm-hmm. He would have woken up. Mm-hmm. He can't feel. Also, can we talk about the fact that Geppetto's locked out of his own house and he's got to ask for his puppet to open it? To open. Like, don't you have keys on you? Apparently not. Oh, well. So then Geppetto thinks he's lying and climbs through the window, sees that Pinocchio actually doesn't have any feet, and has, like, compassion. And Pinocchio tells him everything. And the way he says it, you're like, what on earth is going on? Because he doesn't explain everything. He's like... Just, like, nonsense. Yeah. And Geppetto... The only thing Geppetto understood was that he's hungry. And so he's like, okay. So he gives him these pears, which is what he was going to eat for his lunch. Um, and Pinocchio's like, I don't want them. They have skins on them. I want you to peel them. And Geppetto's like, what the freak? I'm like, Pinocchio, who are- You're hungry, aren't you? Who are you? Beggars can't be choosers, sir. But Geppetto is just too nice to this puppet and peels the potatoes. (laughs) Yes, he gives him a potato, not a pear. (laughs) He peels the pears. He eats the pears, but not the cores. So he has three- he eats everything. He eats all the pears. The pears. He has three cores left and three skins left. And Pinocchio's like, I'm still hungry. And Geppetto's like, I have nothing except for those cores and skins. And Pinocchio's like, eventually he's like, I'm just too hungry. And so he eats them. He (laughs) eats the cores and the skins. And then he feels fine. And then Geppetto's like, don't be fussy. (laughs) (laughs) If you were that hungry, you would just eat it. Just eat it, yep. So then Pinocchio at this point still doesn't have any feet. So Geppetto makes him another... Pair of feet. Pair of feet. After Pinocchio promises to be good. He says, actually, this is so funny. He says, why should I make your feet to see you run away from home once more? And Pinocchio says, I promise that from now on I'll be good. And Geppetto goes, boys always promise that when they want something. <laughs> I was like, oof. Ain't that the truth, though? Ain't mm-hmm. that spitting truth here, man. Yeah. But Geppetto, as we've learned so far, is just too nice for his own good. So he makes him feed. Pinocchio's like, to show how grateful I am, I'll go to school. The only person who's told Pinocchio that he has to go to school at this point is Pinocchio. Like, no one else has told him that he has to go to school. It's just it's just himself. He should have been like, I'll clean the dishes. Right? I won't run away. Mm-hmm. I'll d- 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 do chort. I don't know. Something. But I... you chose to go to school? Yeah. Weird. So he's like, I'll go to school, but I need clothes. And I'm like, good. Yes, yeah, thank you. Glad we're finally getting there. Finally, eight chapters in, we have clothes. <laughs> so Geppetto makes him a suit out of some flowered, some floral paper. He gives him, he makes him a pair of shoes from the bark of a tree. 
and he makes him a hat out of some dough. Ew. That's what I said. Isn't that gonna... You know, logic doesn't apply, Jordan. Logic does not apply. <laughs> Just no logic here. So then Pinocchio's like, I have almost everything I need. I just need an ABC book. And Just ask like, the ants, apparently. Like, I guess. Yes, the ants know their ABCs. And then Geppetto's like, how are we going to get a book? And Geppetto is like, we don't have any money. We can't go to the bookstore and buy one. Geppetto gets up, grabs his coat, and leaves without another word. And Pinocchio's like, okay? Uh, yeah, I'd be kind of being like, ah, okay, bye? <laughs> well, all right then. And then he returned without his coat, but with an ABC book. And Pinocchio's like, where's your coat? And he goes, I sold it. Oh. And Pinocchio goes, why'd you sell your coat? And Geppetto goes, it was too warm. It was obviously for the book, but Geppetto's just, you know, being sassy. <laughs> So then Pinocchio's, like, super grateful, and then the next day he's going to school. So he's like, in school I'm going to learn how to read and to write and to do arithmetic, and then I'm going to be so clever, and then I'm going to earn a lot of money, and then when I make, with the first pennies that I make, I'm going to buy Father a new coat. How oh, kind. Um, right? That's the first kind thing I heard him say. Right? And then he says, I'll buy him a new cloth coat. And he says, no, it should be of gold and silver with diamond buttons. And I'm like, okay, Pinocchio. That's going to be, that's going to be all warm. Okay. You know? Yeah. So he's walking to school. He hears, like, some music. And he stops to listen. And he decides to go and follow the music. He says, today I'll follow the pipes and tomorrow I'll go to school. There's always plenty of time to go to school. That's what they all say. <laughs> right? So he goes and he finds himself and finds where the music's coming from. He's like, what's happening? And this kid is like, there's a great marionette theater. And Pinocchio's like, I need to see the show. And the guy's like, it pays. You have to have four pennies to get in. And then Pinocchio tries to sell his coat, which is made out of paper. So the guy's like, no. Then he tries to sell his shoes, which are made out of bark. No, it's gonna sell the bark. And so the guy's like, no. And then he tries to sell his hat, which is made out of dough. And the guy's like, absolutely not. No. And then he says, will you give me four pennies for the book? And the guy says, yes. And gives him four pennies. No! So no, can get to the store. Go and get into no! the show. No! No! Why? Your dad worked so hard. He sold his jacket for that book. <laughs> And then at the end it says, and to think that poor old Geppetto sat at home in his shirt sleeves, shivering with cold, having sold his coat to buy that little book for his son. I was like, oh, Pinocchio. Friend. It hurts my soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Pinocchio gets in the theater. <coughs> cost, cost. Yes. The performance has started, mm -hmm. and it's all these marionettes. And apparently, just bear with me here. <laughs> The marionettes recognize Pinocchio. Are they are they alive too? I I don't know. It's never also, specified. Is there some like did they were like oh yeah you look exactly like that log that the one guy put on his fireplace to put on his fireplace? I don't. Are they, is there like an enchanted forest with talking marionette trees? I guess. I have no idea, man. I don't know how. I don't know why they recognize him, but they like. They're like, Pinocchio, get up here! So Pinocchio goes up and they're, like, introducing everyone. Because apparently they're, like, <laughs> they're family or whatever. 
I have so many questions, but I know none of them will be answered. No, they won't be. <laughs> so they're all up there acting like there's a whole family reunion. And the people are like, um, we paid to see a play and not this. <laughs> the director comes out and he is terrifying. His name is Fire Eater. He has a, has a beard that's black and it's so long it reaches from his chin to his feet. Ew. It says his mouth was wide as an oven, his teeth was like yellow fangs, and his eyes were like two glowing red coals. So he's Blackbeard. Basically. Basically. So then, he's like, stop making a nuisance, get on with the play. They finish the play. It doesn't describe it, it's just like, they did the play, and then they go into, they go like backstage or whatever. I don't even remember where they go. Behind the curtain. I guess. Oh, went to the kitchen. So they all are in the kitchen and there's a lamb turning on a spit. And it was about halfway cooked and it need they needed more wood to cook it. And he says, bring that marionette Pinocchio to me and he'll make a fantastic fire for this spit. Oh, God. And the other puppets are like, uh, okay. They go and get Pinocchio. No. They didn't want to, but... Well, that's good um, to hear. But they still did it. But they still did it. And then Pinocchio's like, Father, save me. I don't want to die. And then... This is just a whole whirlwind roller coaster of emotions. So, Pinocchio's saying he doesn't want to die. Mm-hmm. Fire Eater feels sorry for him and sneezed. Okay. Yeah. Apparently... <laughs> Why is this important? Because apparently... When he sneezes, it's a sign that he feels sorry for you. Oh, I feel sorry for you. Achoo! Achoo! I feel sorry for everyone I sneeze. He's all allergic. The time. He's allergic to apologies. <laughs> he's allergic to empathy. That's why he sneezes. I was like, oh, he's allergic to it. That's why he sneezes. That's how you know it's genuine. Makes him go break out in hives. <laughs> I know some people like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's not me, is it? No. Okay, good. I was like, I, I'm a pathetic. No. So, he feels sorry for Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio, and he's like, okay, fine. I won't burn you. Well, thanks. But my lamb still isn't cooked and I need to burn something else. So he orders one of the other puppets <gasps> to be burned. Mm. The other puppet's like, um, excuse you? And Pinocchio's like, stop! Pourquoi? <laughs> Throws himself at his feet and begs for the puppet to go free. The puppet's name is Harlequin, which apparently I looked it up means clown. Yeah, like Harley Quinn. Yeah, Harley Quinn. I could I didn't know that that meant clown. I knew that Harlequin was its own word. Yeah. And that Harley Quinn was named after it, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. So, I learned something new today as... You know, you do when you look up fairy tales. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then Pinocchio addresses fire eater as your excellency and he sat up straight and he's like hmm i like being called excellency (laughs) and he's like what do you want from me now marionette and pinocchio's like don't burn the other puppet who was hasn't done anything except for obey you he's like it's not fair to have someone else die in my place and then the other puppets are like crying (laughs) and fire eater starts sneezing and he's like it's so weird he says he opens his arms wide 
and said to Pinocchio, you were a brave boy, come to my arms and kiss me. And then Pinocchio went and hugged and kissed him, and then the <laughs> other puppet was like, am I still going to be burned? <laughs> and the fire eater was like, no, I'll just have to eat my lamb half cooked. Or, you know, just go find more firewood. Get other wood that isn't marionettes. Or, you know, talking. Or speaking sentient creatures. He's an all-or-nothing kind of person, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Also, this kind of feels like King Charles from Hamilton. It's <laughs> kind of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio is just the plot of Hamilton. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay, so the next morning, um, Pinocchio's about to leave, and Fire Eater's like, what's your father's name, and what's his trade, and does he earn much? And Pinocchio's like, his name's Geppetto, he's a woodcarver, and he says he earns so much that he never has a penny in his pockets. Just think that in order to buy me an ABC book for school, he had to sell the only kill he owned. And then the Fire Eater gave Pinocchio five gold coins to go home. Good. Right? So, things are looking up for Pinocchio. He goes... He meets a fox and a cat. And the fox is pretending to be lame. So he, like, can't walk. Mm-hmm. And the cat is pretending to be blind. So. Interesting duo. Interesting duo. It's the same from the the movie. Yeah. So that's where they come in. Pinocchio tells them about the five gold. They're, like, talking. Pinocchio tells them about the five gold pieces. Mm-hmm. And they obviously want it. Like, you know, you do. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, to look at the gold pieces, the cat opened his eyes to look at them, but then closed them again. Because he's, he's like, oh, no, blind. I'm blind. <laughs> oh, right. Slid- right, I'm blind. Right, I forgot about this. <laughs> yes. So, they're like, what are you going to do with all that money you have? And then Pinocchio's like, I'm going to buy a new coat for my father, and then I'm going to buy an ABC book for me. And they're like, why? And they're like, I'm going to go to school. And the fox and the cat are like, don't go to school. <laughs> don't have to and, tell me twice. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then what happens? Uh, they were like, okay, here's how you're going to get more money than five gold pieces. And Pinocchio's like, what? He's like, they're like, we're going to go to the like field of wonder, I think. See, the field of wonder or the field of miracles, and I don't remember. I guess we'll get to that later because I don't remember. Field of Wonders. <laughs> it was right. I just couldn't find it. My brain was like not reading the words. Anyways, Pinocchio. Okay, so the fox and the cat are like, you could have 2,000 gold pieces, maybe 5,000 gold pieces. And Pinocchio's like, what? How? And they're like, okay. We're going to go with you, and we're going to go with you to the city of Simple Simons. Ah. After that, we get to the Field of Wonders. Just outside the hitty. The hitty? Just (laughs) outside the city, there's this field, and you're going to dig a hole and bury the gold pieces. And after a while, it grows into a plant, and you'll have so many more gold pieces. Money doesn't grow in trees. Mm Mm-hmm. But Pinocchio doesn't know this. He knows that he needs to go to school, but he doesn't know that money doesn't grow. But he should go to school and maybe he'll learn that money doesn't grow. Mm-hmm. There's so much, there's so many inconsistencies with what Pinocchio knows and what he doesn't know. And it's like, it throws me off every time. So, 
they're like, if you want that much money for your poor father, like, you should go with us and we can help you with that. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, sounds good. And so they walk for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to this inn called the Inn of the Red Lobster. Red Lobster. Yum. Wait, that's not the right one. Red Robin. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> they get to this inn. They eat food. The fox and the cat are like, oh, we don't want anything. And then they eat just, it describes what they're eating. And it's just uh, so much food. <laughs> so much food. And Pinocchio eats a piece of bread and some nuts. Oh. Pinocchio's like, whatever. And then they go to get rooms and ask the innkeeper to wake them up at midnight so that they can get up and go and go to the Field of Wonders. So he wakes Pinocchio up and the innkeeper... Uh, the innkeeper wakes Pinocchio up and Pinocchio's like, where is everyone? And he said that the fox and the cat left about two hours ago. Um, he says, unfortunately, the cat got a telegram that his firstborn was shuff- suffering from chillblains and was on the point of death. Hmm. And then Pinocchio said, did they pay for the supper? And, he's, <laughs> and the innkeeper goes... How could they do such a thing? Being people of great refinement, they did not want to offend you so deeply as to not allow you the honor of paying the bill. And Pinocchio said, that offense would have been more pleasing to me. I'm like, what? What is happening here? So wait, they paid for the bill? Mm Mm-mm. They left the bill for Pinocchio to pay because they're like, oh, we want you to have the honor of paying the bill. And Pinocchio's like, okay, fine. Let me guess. They stole the gold coins. So he pays a gold coin to the guy. He mm-hmm. still has... Well, now he has four. Mm-hmm. He is walking through the woods. It's after midnight at this point, And he's trying to get to where... He's trying to get to the Field of Wonders. Mm-hmm. He sees a tiny insect shining on the trunk of a tree. And he goes up to him and says, Who are you? And he goes, I am the ghost of the talking cricket. <laughs> he murders the cricket and now the cricket's like I'm, I'm back <laughs> I'm haunted I'm now haunting you yeah I read that and I was <laughs> he really did come he rose from the dead and he's like I'm back biatches <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah oh no it was insane and then the cricket's like, I need to give you some advice. Go home and give the gold pieces you have to your father who is weeping because he hasn't seen you for days. That's true. It's now been days. Mm-hmm. And then Pinocchio's like, but tomorrow my dad will be, a, my father will be a rich man because these four gold pieces will become 2,000. And the cricket's like, don't listen to those who promise you wealth overnight. And Pinocchio's like, I need to go. And the cricket's like, no, go back. And they go on back and forth for a little bit. And then Pinocchio's like, goodbye, Cricket, and he leaves. He goes, How do you even throw another hammer at him? Well, he's a ghost. I know, but you know, <laughs> anything's possible. In this story, yes. So he goes, and the Cricket's like, may heaven preserve you from the assassins. So he's going through the woods. 
he sees the assassins, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and he starts running and they're running behind him and they run forever. Like there's an entire page describing about how how far he runs. Oh dear. So it's like a I lost my train of thought. Yep, it's exactly like that. It's like running a marathon. <laughs> running a marathon. Basically. So they're like, we don't want to kill you, we just want your money. And Pinocchio's like, no. And he puts his money in his mouth. Just to keep it so that they don't take it. And they try to get it out of his mouth. But... That's like me when Kylo puts something in his mouth that he gets out of his mouth. Gotta like pry his mouth open. Granted, I don't have to pry his mouth open because he's pretty good at giving it back to me. But you know, some dogs you have to like. You just gotta stick your hand in there, man. Um, <laughs> and oh no, so I forgot about this part. So they're trying to get the money out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. It doesn't work. They can't get it out. He yeah. bites one of the assassins' hands off. Well, this is, this is like llamas with hats. Literally. And spits it out and notices that it's not a hat, not a hand, but a cat's paw. Ugh. And then he's gonna realize it's the fox and the cat. I don't think he ever does, actually. I guess it is Pinocchio, mm-hmm. but us, the readers, have probably already realized yeah, it's we the are fox here. and the cat. So he escapes, keeps running, runs for miles, then he climbs a tree... Mm-hmm. So they set the tree on fire. Okay. He gets down from the tree, sees a house, he goes to the house, and knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. No one answers it. He knocks again. No one answers. He, like, is banging on the door. Yeah. And a window opens, and a, it says a lovely maiden looks out. She has blue hair and a face white as wax. Because her hands were, her eyes were closed and her hands were crossed. Like... Kind of like a mummy, kind of like this. You can't see it, but we just, like, crossed our We both just pretended to die. Like mummies at the same time. Um, um, he goes, will you let me in? And she goes, no one lives in this house. Everyone is dead. And he's like, okay, will you let me in? And she goes, I am also dead. Oh. He's like, dead? What are you doing at the window? She goes, I'm waiting for the coffin to take me away. And then she leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, if that's not That's me, such a mood. That is such, such a, a mood. mood. I'm just they're like, but how are you the me window? In. Well I'm dead. I'm waiting for the, the coffin, coffin to, to take, take me, me away. <laughs> Can you come um, out tonight? No, I'm waiting for the coffin I'm to take me away. I'm waiting for the coffin away. to take me <laughs> I'm waiting for death. Sweet, sweet death. <laughs> that's me every day. Oh that's such a mood. What a time. So he gets cat. Caught by the assassins, mm-hmm. quote unquote, which is just the fox and the cat. But they're still disguised, so he doesn't know. His coins are still in his mouth. Just to keep get everyone up to speed here. So they take him to a tree. Mm-hmm. And they try to hang him. So they lynched him. But, you know, he can't die because he's... He's a puppet. So... Yeah, I says there's nothing left to do but to hang him. So they tie his hands, and he they tie a noose around his neck, and they throw him over a tree. But he's a puppet, so he they just st- sit there in this situation for three hours. It's just chilling. Yeah, it says 
His eyes were still open, his mouth was still shut, and his legs were, like, kicking. He's trying to get out. The assassins are tired of waiting, so they're like, goodbye, we'll come back tomorrow, and when we return, we hope you'll be polite (laughs) enough to let us find you dead. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, every so nicely, it's like you kidnap somebody you're trying to murder, and you're like, hey, you know, from the kindness of your heart, can you just, like, die? Thanks. Thanks. Would you be so polite as to just... Be dead in the morning. Can you just die for us? Thanks. Oh, 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 it's like, oh, sorry. I didn't realize you really wanted me to die yet. Just give me a sec. It's like, oh, 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 that's what we're doing? Okay, give me a sec. I thought we were, like, just swinging around here. No, oh, we got it. Oh, oh, I get it now. (sighs) Oh, no. Apparently they left, and then the wind starts to pick up. And at this point, the noose starts to get tighter because of the wind moving him around. Yeah. And... It's choking him. He's he's a he's a he's a puppet. He's a puppet. I know. He didn't choke and die for three hours, but now that the wind's blowing, he's choking. He's like, oh, it's getting tighter, guys. Hmm. So then he closed his eyes, opened his mouth, and is hung as if he was dead. <clears throat> you know, you gotta play dead sometimes. So the remember the dead chick who's waiting for the coffin yeah so she's actually not dead oh she lied she's the blue fairy she's just a mood (laughs) she's just a mood she calls a falcon and is like hey go get that puppet hanging in the tree and he's like just get him down and he's like okay so he goes and then he calls she calls a magnificent poodle and let me just let me just, just, this entire paragraph describes what he's wearing. Let me um, just read it for you. Oh, it's a poodle? A magnificent poodle appeared, walking on his hind legs just like a man. He was dressed in court livery. A tricorn trimmed with gold lace was set at a rakish ang- angle over a wig of white curls that dropped down to his waist. He wore a jaunty coat of chocolate-colored velvet with diamond buttons and with two huge pockets which were always filled with bones. Breaches of crimson velvet silk stockings and low silver buckled slippers completed his costume. His tail was encased in a blue silk covering, which was pr- which was to protect it from the rain. I have questions. It's the fanciest dog. No one. It's one of those portraits with the dog heads. <laughs> no one dresses as fancy as that dog. <laughs> that dog is the epitome of fancy. So, so fashionable. Anyways, so the fairy's like... Go get my coach and pick the puppet up and bring him here. And he's like, I... Yes, ma'am. He brings him back. The Pinocchio is almost dead, right? He's very sick. Because of reasons. You know, he's been hanging for like six hours. Yeah, just to move the plot along. So she calls the famous, the most famous doctors of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Which are a crow, an owl, and a talking cricket. Oh, no. And the fairy's like, I need to know if this puppet is dead or alive. And the crow says, um, they, the crow and the owl, like, say lots of fancy things, and you you can't really tell if they're, they can't really tell if he's dead or alive. Yeah. But they're just, like, speaking so fancy. And then the cricket is like, I've known this puppet a long time. He says, the marionette is a rascal of the worst kind. And Pinocchio opens his eyes. 
And the cricket goes, that marionette is a disobedience that is breaking his father's heart. And Pinocchio starts sobbing. And then the crow says, when the dead weep, they are beginning to recover. And then the owl says, I'm sorry to contradict my famous friend and colleague, but as far as I'm concerned, I think that when the dead weep, it means they do not want to die. (laughs) They're recovering. They're weeping. Oh, no, I think he just doesn't want to die. As the cricket came back and is like, he's... Yeah, the cricket's not even a ghost. He's a live cricket. That's what I was about to ask. No, yeah. So he's alive again? Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't even, they don't even talk about that. They don't even discuss this. Freaking immortal cricket dies, is a ghost, comes back to life. He has ten lives. I guess. So then, Pinocchio's sick. The blue fairy tries to give him medicine. Pinocchio doesn't want the medicine. Mm -hmm. The blue fairy's like, if you take your medicine, I'll give you some sugar to wash it down with. Pinocchio's like, give me the sugar now and I'll take the medicine later. And the fairy, who obviously has never encountered any kind of children ever, gives him the sugar. (sighs) And then Pinocchio's like, I don't want the medicine. And Pinocchio's like, I don't want the medicine. Have you not heard Mary freaking Poppins? Yeah. A spoonful of syrup, the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. We break out into song so much, I should have like a compilation, s- a compilation of every time we've broken out into song. I'm such a mood. Um, so she ends up giving him another cube of sugar. Mm-hmm. And then Pinocchio's like, I can't take the medicine because there's a pillow on my foot. She oh, moves the pillow. The- I can't take the medicine because the door's open. She goes and closes the door. And then I was like, this fairy is doing is a lot of work for too nice and too patient for this puppet. <laughs> I would have been yes. like, no, just t- I stopped just it, it in the bud the and been like, you're going to take this medicine and then you're going to have the sugar. And he's like, give me the sugar first. No, that's not how we do things here. Not in my house. You're going to take this medicine. You're going to like it. So then the fairy's like, you're going to die if you don't take the medicine. And Pinocchio's like, I'd rather die. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's uh literally me with taking shots though. I'd rather <laughs> die. So then at that moment, four rap four black rabbits come in carrying a small black coffin. And Pinocchio's like, What do you want? And the rabbits go, We have come for you. And goes like, For me, but I'm not dead yet. And they're like, You will be. And Pinocchio's like uh, and then he takes the medicine. You know, that's a good, that's a good incentive. <laughs> just be like, just the, send in some mice. Some mortuary, the, uh, morticians come in. They're rabbits. Oh, rabbits. I thought they were mice. The undertakers, that's what they're called. Undertakers. The undertakers come and you're like, oh, well, um, um, I take my medicine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. And then they, the fairy gives a lesson about taking medicine. This book is just weird things that Pinocchio does, followed by a moral lesson that I just haven't gone into because I don't want to. <laughs> That's fair. That's literally every book I feel like has some sort of moral lesson. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then Pinocchio tells the blue fairy all about what's been happening to him so far. The blue fairy's like, where are the gold pieces? And Pinocchio lies and says he lost them. And then he lies about where he lost them and lies about... He says... What does he say? So he lies... 
that he lost them and then she's like where he says in the wood and that's a lie and then she says if you lost them there we can look for them and find them because you know we can and he's like oh wait i remember i swallowed them when i drank the medicine and that was another lie and at this point his nose is so long he can't turn around oh yeah bro you need to stop lying mm-hmm. why are you always, always lying? lying oh my god <laughs> Wheezes. <laughs> yes. So then the fairy is like laughing at him. And he's like, why are you laughing at me? And she's like, I'm laughing at your lies. And he's like, how do you know I'm lying? And then she goes, so, he says, she goes, there's two kinds of lies. Lies with short legs and lies with long noses. And I don't want to understand what that means. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither do I. <laughs> The word may never know. No, it's fine. Pinocchio tries to leave. He can't leave because his nose is too long. So he can't get out the door, which doesn't make sense to me. But... People keep kidnapping Pinocchio. Can we talk about that? Right. Like, quick. Can... He just needs to go home. Right? So the blue fairy takes pity on him, calls a bunch of woodpeckers to come and peck his nose back to a regular size. Oh. Um... That's interesting. Yeah. And sounds painful. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as the same says before, Pinocchio's like, I love you, fairy. And the fairy's like, I love you, too. And she says, if you wish to stay with me, you can be my little brother, and I'll be your good sister. Um, and Pinocchio's like, I'd like to stay, but what about my father? And she says, your father's been sent for, and he'll be here soon. He goes, Really? That's awesome. And then he was like, can I go out to meet him? And she's like, yes. He'll take the road by the woods. He should be coming that way. He's like, okay. Um, goes and runs through, runs on the pathway that she said. Mm-hmm. And he runs into the fox and the cat. Oh, no. And they're like, what happened to you? And he's like, I ran into assassins. They're like, assassins? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even know. They're like, ah. Assassins. That's insane. He's not going to notice that one of them's missing, you know, a hand. We get to that. It says, um, Pinocchio noticed that the cat had his right paw in a sling. And Pinocchio's like, what happened? And the cat couldn't answer because... You know, Pinocchio bit it off. Because Pinocchio bit it off and the cat's trying to come up with a lie, but he can't. (laughs) And the fox, the fox says, um, like, he's too modest to answer, so I'll answer for him. (laughs) He says, we met an old wolf, an old wolf, an old wolf, <laughs> an old wolf, an old wolf on the road and he was half starved and begged for help and they didn't have, he's like, we had nothing to give him. And he says, what do you think that my friend did out of the kindness of his heart? He bit off his paw and threw it to the wolf so that he could have something to eat. No. That's the worst lie ever, and that's absolutely disgusting. That's a horrible. What the freak? Yeah, anyways. <sighs> the story just keeps getting weirder, and it's, like, hard to follow sometimes, because I'm like, wait, hold on, what? Yeah, J- just, just even, just wait. We're not even halfway through yet. Oh, God. So, they ask him where the gold pieces are. He's like, I still have them there in my pocket. And they're like, um... 
why don't you go sow them in the field of wonders? And Pinocchio's like, I can't today, I'm meeting my father. And then the fox is like, another day will be too late because someone bought the land and it's open to public use only today. And Pinocchio's like, shoot, well dang. And the fox is like, like it'll only take a couple hours, we'll go plant it, come back, everything will be fine. So they walk for half a day and then they go to the city of called the City of Simple Simons. Simons. Yeah. And let me just read you this description of the city. It says, Pinocchio noticed that all the streets were filled with hairless dogs yawning from hunger, with sheared sheep trembling with the cold, combless chickens begging for wheat, uh, large butterflies unable to use their wings because they sold their colors, tailless peacocks, um, bedraggled peasant, pheasants, not peasants, and a beautiful coach, which, like, beautiful coaches which would go through the city, and in it were either a fox, a hawk, or a vulture. So there's all these animals whose just lives are awful. Yeah, uh, clearly. And it's just such a random, random thing. So, go through the city, get to the Field of wonder, Wonders. They're like, okay, plant the gold pieces. Go get some water. Water them. Or cover them up, water them. And then it will take, what did I say, like 20 minutes? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 20 minutes, you'll have a vine, and their branches will be filled with gold pieces. And Pinocchio's like, well, awesome. And so then the cat and the fox leave, and Pinocchio goes to, like, find something to do for 20 minutes. Yeah. Comes back. Nothing has grown because of obvious reasons. You know, things don't, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And then he talks to something. A parrot? A parrot. Something. I know, we now know at this point, it's not someone, it's something. It's something. A parrot comes, and he's like, what you doing? Pinocchio's like, my gold pieces didn't grow. And the parrot's like, duh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and explains to him that money doesn't grow. Someone just gypped you. Yeah, he's like, once you left the cat, the fox and the cat came back and dug up the four gold pieces and ran away. Perfect. And Pinocchio's like, what? So he starts digging the hole to see if it's true, can't find anything, goes to the city, goes to the courthouse mm-hmm. to report the rob- robbery. Yeah. Um, the judge was a monkey, a large gorilla. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and Pinocchio tells him about what happened and gives a description of the cat and the fox. And then Pinocchio gets thrown in jail. Why? I don't know. Okay, I don't trust their justice system. <laughs> Not at all. They are arresting the wrong people. So, the monkey, the gorilla says, this person has been robbed of four gold pieces. Take him and throw him into prison. And then Pinocchio's in prison for four months. Oh. Yeah. That's a, that's a, long, that's a long time. Right? It's a long time. For someone stealing their gold, his gold piece. The reason he got out was because the emperor mm-hmm. had a celebration and ordered fireworks, shows, and the opening of all prison doors. Hmm. And... <laughs> Pinocchio gets out mm-hmm. and runs away. You know, like you do. Like you do. Okay, this next one. This. Oh no. Running away. 
tries to go back to the Blue Fairy's cottage. He's on his way there. Mm-hmm. He sees this gigantic snake on the road. Mm-hmm. It's a snake. Snake. Mm-hmm. Giant serpent. And Pinocchio freaks out. You know, like you do. Um, And then waits. He, like, backs up. And tries to wait for the serpent to move. Mm-hmm. Um, he waits for three hours. Why? I don't. Just waiting for the serpent to move. Will he goes and asks it to move? He just is waiting, right? Then eventually the serpent looks like it had gone to sleep. And Pinocchio's like, Is it dead? So he goes over to step over him, and as he's stepping over him, the serpent shot up, and the Pinocchio fell over with his head stuck in the mud, with his two legs like waving in the air. And the serpent thought that that was so funny that he laughed so hard, he burst an artery and died. That's literally what it says. Wait. The serpent laughed so heartily and so long that at last he burst an artery and died on the spot. Uh. (laughs) What I want to know is where was this man's editor? Because that was so unnecessary. I want to know who was like, oh yeah, we can definitely publish this book. It's totally ready for production. It's the 1800s, ma'am. No, I just... (laughs) There was... Quality control was not a thing. No. (laughs) Apparently not. that's so bad. That's why. I don't... I can't... (sighs) Every time I ask why, I'm always like, I'm never going to get an answer. Which is like... Which is the worst... The worst. The worst. Anyways, so Pinocchio at this point is going back. He's hungry. He sees some grapes. He gets caught in a weasel trap that Uh, a farmer had sent. Weasel traps? Yeah, you know. Gotta watch out for those weasel traps. Then there's a whole moral about not stealing. (laughs) They're like, are those your grapes? He's like, no. A chicken, I think. A chicken is telling him, teaching him about not stealing. Gosh, we left the land of people and entered the land of animals. Right? Then, the farmer comes, because he thinks he's the weasel. He's like, he doesn't think he's the weasel. He's like, oh, you were the one who comes to steal my chickens. And Pinocchio's like, I didn't come to steal your chickens. I just came to steal your grapes. (laughs) the farmer's like, you shouldn't do that either. (laughs) You were trying to steal my chickens. No, I was trying to steal your grapes. Well, you shouldn't steal anything. So then he opens, the, the farmer opens the trap, pulls Pinocchio out. He's like, okay, we'll settle matters in the morning, but my watchdog just died today, so you're going to become my new watchdog. Was his watchdog the snake? (laughs) No, but I love that. (laughs) I like that better than the actual story. Um, It would make things much more interesting. (laughs) It's the watchdog the snake. That's canon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> the farmer. Yeah, <laughs> the farmer puts a collar on Pinocchio, tightens it, and ties it to a chain. I'm just imagining him put his collar on a snake. <laughs> just wiggle out, like. You're like, haha, you can't catch me, I'm the snake man. Snake, 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 snake. Continue. So he leaves him outside, he's like, there's a dog house you can sleep in, it's for, for really comfortable. What's the dog's name again? Hold on. It's really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Melampos. Okay. Oh. Or melampos? Melampos? Melon- melampos. Melampos? 
Anyways, he's like, it was my own bed. It was really comfortable. He enjoyed it. He was a dog. Not a snake, unfortunately. That would have been better if he was a snake. Oh, yeah. So he's like, if you see anything suspicious, if you see, like, thieves, weasels, whatever, bark. <laughs> and Pinocchio's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> it reminds me of that trend that's been going on. It's like every time you see a man you don't want him to talk to you, just start barking at him. <laughs> Have you seen those? No, but I love it. Like, it. Someone was like hitting on this girl, and then instead of like you know being like I'm not interested, she just turned around and started barking at him, like fun. <laughs> and the guy was like, "Oh my, oh my god!" Because they don't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do if somebody barked at me. I would walk away too. That's so funny. my new defense is just barking just at people. Barking at people. Fantastic. I love it. So then Pinocchio is outside in the doghouse, literally and figuratively. <laughs> And he's just beating himself up. He's like, I deserve everything that's happened to me. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yeah, <you> probably. <laughs> no sympathy, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he falls asleep, and he wakes up in the middle of the night to whisperings and stealthy sounds mm-hmm. um, coming from the yard. So he sticks his nose out and sees four weasels. One of the weasels comes over and he says, good evening, Melampo. And... Pinocchio's like, that's, I'm not Melampo. Um. Are the weasels blind? I, I freaking, it was dark, I don't know. And then the weasel's like, but where, where's the old dog who used to live in this house? And then Pinocchio's like, he died. <laughs> the weasel goes, died? Poor beast, he was so good. Still, judging by your face, I think you two are a good-natured dog. Pinocchio's like, I'm not a dog. I'm, I'm, I'm a marionette. <laughs> Also, can, is, so is the farmer also an animal? No, the farmer's a person. <sighs> Those are what get me mad, because I'm like, every time I think that it's a person, it's suddenly an animal. And every time I, I think it's an animal, it's a person. person. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. They're like, are you taking the place of the watchdog? He's like, yeah, I'm being punished. And the weasels are like, okay, we'll make the same deal with you that we did with the dog. He says, we'll come once in a while to pay a visit to the hen house. We'll take away eight chickens Seven are for us, and then we'll leave one for you if you won't bark and pretend to be sleeping so that the farmer doesn't catch us. And Pinocchio's like, what? Did the dog really do that? <laughs> and they're like... The dog was pissed. The, the doghouse was not comfortable. Uh-uh. Wasn't comfortable enough. He had to get chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyways, the weasels are like, no, yeah, he totally did that. We were like great friends. Before we go, we'll leave you a nice fat chicken. And Pinocchio's like, hi, okay. And he says, we'll talk this over in a few minutes. So the weasels go to the chicken coop. They get in. They get locked in by Pinocchio. And then he started barking. <laughs> because, you know, that's what he was told to do. And the farmer opens the window and he goes, what's, go- what's happening? And Pinocchio's like, the thieves are here in the chicken coop. And the farmer comes down and captures them. Oh, he puts them in a bag. I forgot about that. Whoa. <laughs> that, that's, that's a big thing to forget about, man. That's you a... know, that hits differently after, you know, hearing them speak. Yeah. Okay, what does he do with the bag? Um. I... He says that they'll make a fine dinner for some hungry mortal. Which implies a whole lot of things that I don't... Just what? Um, I'm Is not... the farmer immortal? That's what I want to know. The dog surely wasn't. Mm-mm. The dog was a snake. <laughs> yeah, he had heart problems. 
Yes. Yep. So <laughs> then he's like, Pinocchio, you're fantastic. How did you find them so? He's like, you found them so quickly. My faithful dog never saw them in all these years. And Pinocchio's like, in his mind, he's like, I could tell him about the contract between the dog and the weasels. But then he was like, he's dead and it doesn't matter. You know, you go, Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Right? One good thing you've done all Look at all you story. go. You can you can be moral. Fantastic. And then the farmer asks a couple questions, and Pinocchio's like, they came, and they were like, if you don't tell the farmer, we'll give you a chicken. And, and then Pinocchio, he's like, they had the audacity to propose this to me. He says, I am a very wicked marionette full of faults, but I have... Never have been or ever shall be bribed. I'm like, okay, Pinocchio. <laughs> you can show sure. yourself that, man. Sure, Pinocchio. If it makes you sleep better at night, you know. <laughs> Freaking whatever, man. No, no, just... Literally everyone else in the story is like, you liar. His nose better freaking grow. <sighs> oh, man. And then the farmer's like, you're such a good boy. <laughs> and he's like, you ought to be proud of yourself. To show you what I think, you're free. And he sets Pinocchio free. Okay. And that is, we've come to the middle of the book, middle of the story. And we've been recording for the past a lot of hours. So I'm assuming we're going to break this up into a part two. Oh yeah, next week we're going to do part two because we can't do the rest of the book. Yeah. I don't think I could handle that emotionally. I don't think anyone could handle that emotionally. I don't think I can handle that. I already feel like I've done all the drugs in the universe. I've gone through all the stages of grief. <laughs> Literally, I've gone through all the stages of grief, and I'm still not them. That's a... That's a wild ride, man. That, I, right? like, you were telling me this one was going to be wild, and I was like, okay, like, you know, oh, we've had a lot of crazy stories. I mean, we've only done... We've this had exactly one crazy story. But, like, there's, like, crazy stories behind the yeah. main stories, mm-hmm. but, like, they're not, like, drug-inducing crazy. But now I feel like I'm gonna have a nightmare about a snake having an aneurysm <laughs> while also wearing a leash <laughs> and barking. Barking. Uh, um, but yeah, this one is insane. Uh, okay. Um, and was this, so just so we can clarify for, you know, our listeners. Mm-hmm. Is this the inspiration that Disney got for Pinocchio? Yes. It says that the Pinocchio story by Carlo Collodi was the inspiration for the Pinocchio movie. So you're telling me the writers for the Pinocchio movie, Disney, Walt himself, read this book and was like, let's make it into a movie. Yep. And they decided to not put the snake in, which (laughs) I think was an oversight. You would have been the best character. It's my favorite part. Oh, well, uh, do you want apple cider after this? Yeah, I do, man. <laughs> okay. All right, well, we'll talk to y'all next week. Yeah. Uh, Be prepared I, mentally. <laughs> Talkspace, do you want to, you know, like, sponsor us? Because I think our listeners are going to need <laughs> therapy after this. I'm going to need therapy after this. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, uh... <laughs> Bye, ladies and gents. We'll see you next week on uh, what kind of acid trip are we going on next time this week? Uh, yes. uh, well, we'll talk to y'all later. Good luck, man. Oh, Good God. Luck. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Fairytale Deep Dive and subscribe to us on any of your preferred podcast apps. Also be sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot. All the sources used in this episode is located in the episode description. Have a great day, y'all. See you next week. Bye. Bye.